welcome to episode 18 of Spanish Answers. I apologize, this technically should be episode 19, but uh, about two weeks ago, I was not feeling well. I'm still not quite all the way better, but the show must go on, right? So, I thought today's episode would be kind of like an ode to summer, a farewell, if you will. I know some of you are very sad that summer is going, and that I believe it's, what, September 23rd is the first day of fall? But others of you, like me, are rejoicing that the ridiculously hot days are almost over and we get to enjoy things like pumpkin and pumpkin pie and pumpkin bread and basically all things pumpkin. That'll be next episode where we talk about fall. For this episode, we'll try and focus on summer and about how it will gloriously soon be over. So, alright, let's go ahead and get started. So, as we get ready for set 23rd. The best time of the year starts up at that point. Let's go ahead and say a fond farewell to summer by discussing some key summer vocabulary. Obviously, we need to start with summer, so el verano. El verano. That's V-E-R-A-N-O. El verano. Remember that in Spanish, that V sound has kind of that weird like V and B combination together. So, vacation is las vacaciones, las vacaciones, and to go on vacation is tomarse vacaciones. You can also say vacacionar or irse de vacaciones. I think the first is more Latin American and the second is more for if you're in Spain, but uh, go ahead and send me an email or thoughts if you think that that is wrong. So to travel, which is very important for summertime, with all the vacationing going on, you have viajar, V-I-A-J-A-R, viajar. So you could travel in different ways, right? You can drive, conducir. You can fly, volar. You can walk, caminar. And you can hike, hacer senderismo. Now, one thing to remember is that in Latin America, conducir is actually manejar. So, you can say conducir to drive or manejar. Entonces, yo quiero vacacionar el verano que viene. Yo voy a conducir a las montañas. I want to go on vacation this summer. I'm going to drive to the mountains. Yo quiero vacacionar el verano que viene. Yo voy a conducir o manejar a las montañas. Okay, swim to swim, something very important for summertime to survive the heat, is nadar, N-A-D-A-R, nadar, and you can swim at the beach, la playa, where you also want to have some rest and relax, rest and relaxation, descanso y recuperación, descanso y recuperación. You might stay at a hotel, el hotel, or you might stay at my personal favorite, my husband's and mine, actually, is a B&B. So in Spanish, you can say alojamiento y desayuno, lodging and breakfast, basically, or cama y desayuno, <laughs> literally bed and breakfast. So alojamiento y desayuno, or cama y desayuno. One of the reasons that my husband and I really love going to B&Bs is that when you're in a foreign country or a foreign culture, it's a really great way to get kind of a, a closer insight into what the lo local culture is like. 
rather than if you were to stay at a hotel, you kind of get a feel for maybe what the corporate local culture is like or what they expect international travelers to expect. But B&Bs are quite fantastic. I love them. Okay, so moving on to more vocabulary. We've got hot. So this one, this is a tricky word to translate. If you're talking about hot food, you'd say caliente. If you're talking about spicy food, it's picante. And if you're talking about the weather, like July is a really hot month, you'd say Julio es un mes muy caluroso. Or you could say Julio es un mes muy caliente. But if you're just saying today it's hot outside, you know, today it's hot, you'd say hace calor. Hace calor. So keep in mind the context of how you're trying to describe that something is hot. Um, if the weather is sunny, está soleado. And I don't know about you, but my husband and I tried to start a garden with some relative success. We're actually quite pleased that anything really grew this year. We were not sure we'd get anything. So, garden is el jardín for the noun, el jardín. But if you want to talk about to garden, it's cultivar, cultivar. And then, of course, we also have those long summer days. So, long days, los días largos. And, of course, there's the summer solstice where you have the longest day of the year, and that's el solsticio de verano. The summer solstice, el solsticio de verano. And, of course, summer nights. Who doesn't love those? Las noches de verano. Unless, of course, you don't have air conditioning, in which case they are not your favorite. Outdoor concerts. Los conciertos al aire libre. Los conciertos al aire libre. Then there's going to the park. El parque. So, el parque. Where, of course, you want to have a picnic. So, I saw there are many different ways of saying this. So, please feel free to send me the way that you are most familiar with. But there's el picnic. Very anglicized. There's dia de campo. I've also seen excursión al campo, comida campestre. Uh, let's see, an example would be like a, a picnic lunch. Could be almuerzo campestre. To go on a picnic is irse de picnic or irse de día de campo or hacer un picnic. So, <laughs> take your pick. I've also put a link to Enchufe TV sketch for a family picnic in the show notes if you would like to enjoy it. It is PG-13, but it is entertaining and seemed relevant to our topic. So, and enjoy. Now, this wouldn't be a complete summer episode if we didn't talk about some cool summer festivals in the Spanish-speaking world. So, for this episode, we're going to focus on Spain. And I've got three that I found and actually had never heard of prior to this episode, but I am delighted that they exist. For example, Tomatina Festival. Tomatina, yes. There is a reason why the word tomato is basically in that sense. So, where or when does this happen? It happens at the end of August. Where does it happen? In Buñol, Valencia. What happens? Basically, it's the biggest food fight ever with tomatoes. So, they drop a slice of ham from a pole in the town square to start it all off. And then these huge trucks with tomatoes come into the square and basically people begin pelting each other with tomatoes. Fantastic. What I want to know is what does the town's cleanup look like for the buildings? Like, does the tomato sauce ever come off? 
ever. This is, this is just mind-boggling. Then, of course, there's the August Fair. So, it's in the middle of August in Malaga, Andalusia. And what happens is it's basically a typical fair with an Andalusian twist. So, there's street food, obviously, and all the things that come with a normal fair. But they also light up the night with 200,000 street lanterns and 300,000 light bulbs, which I got from a website, which I've also put in the show links, if you would like to see that. I believe it's the, from HolidayMe.com. And basically, people in traditional Andalusian outfits and flamenco dresses and traditional horsemen all walk around through the streets. Fantastic. Not quite as great as the Tomatina Festival, but still pretty cool. And then lastly, there's the Festival of St. Joanne. So this happens on June 23rd on the summer solstice. It happens, I think it's celebrated all over Spain. I'm not positive. I need to figure this out. But one of the largest festivals is held in Valencia, which is in Valencia province, right? So that's pretty cool. What happens? There are bonfires, they're swimming in the ocean at midnight, and there are fireworks. So the idea is that if you jump over the bonfire three times, then you'll be cleansed and purified. Don't recommend actually doing that. That sounds like a really, really bad idea. But, you know, that's the myth. And then if you swim at midnight in the Atlantic Ocean, the idea is that your soul is also going to be cleansed. So, again, don't know if I would recommend doing that, especially if you have been enjoying yourself at the festival with alcoholic beverages. But, you know, safety is at your own risk, I guess. And then, of course, at the end of the evening, they celebrate with fireworks, which, I mean, that's a great way to end a summer festival. So, that is it for this episode. I hope that you've enjoyed it. If you have any questions about this or other topics, or there's just other things you'd like me to discuss, please send them to me at contact at languageanswers.com. That's contact at languageanswers.com. And if you never want to miss another episode, please subscribe either at Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Or if you'd like to subscribe on YouTube, that works too. And if you enjoyed this episode, please click like or leave me a positive review. Those are always helpful. So this episode was produced by Language Answers Limited at www.languageanswers.com. I am a translator, podcaster, and editor. So that's it for this episode today. Thank you so much for watching or listening, depending how you're getting this. But I hope that this has helped capture some of the key things that you think about when you think of summer. But if it hasn't, feel free to write to me and tell me what some of the things that you think of when you think of the word summer. So until next time, talk to you later. Hasta luego.